Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we're going to talk about the AZ SciTech Festival kickoff event. We'll also talk about Sierra Verde's business partner breakfast, and we're also going to talk about the struggles teachers face when it comes to purchasing new technology. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. As always, we like to start our week off talking about our highs and our lows. That's why we call it the Nailed It Wall. Mm -hmm. So I know you got some great stories this week. Why don't you start us off? All right. So my Nailed It in a Good Way was this coming week. You and I are going to be out for a conference type thing. And so I knew I was going to have a sub, and I wanted the sub to do a, um, a review day. And so I've realized that I kind of need to set these kids up for um, new, <laughs> seriously, um, new things like, you know, just new experiences, whether it's gizmos or Kahoot or whatever. It's something that they haven't tried before. So I decided that I'm going to do Quizlet Live, which both of us are huge fans of. And so I wanted them to have kind of like a practice round with it. And so I rolled that out with my kids on Friday and they absolutely went bonkers for it. It was such a success and saw where the kinks were ahead of time. Like some of the things had trouble with connectivity and checking to see, can we use iPads, you know, logging in with the QR scan and all that. So it was a huge, huge success. And the pictures you posted on Twitter were pretty amazing. They were. Twitter is so hard, you know, you only get the four pictures, so it's really limiting. I feel like. I like I like to do the threads you know I, I like yeah. to do like tweets on top of tweets you're like how did you do that I know who I, even who responds to their own tweets you're basically a wizard and so that part of it and then can um, you can you explain what Quizlet live is for those that oh might not know what Quizlet live Quizlet is Quizlet live is the best thing ever actually I learned about it from my daughter who says in the high school level in bio they use that quite a bit and it's similar to uh, I guess it would be similar to Kahoot and to GimKit, but it's super collaborative and you know it's a way to kind of review materials of any kind of content so you and I have used it in our Google class to get um, exposure to different things but basically it's like information about whatever content you're trying to cover but each kid has a computer or an iPad and they have one of the people in their group has the right answer so they have to see what everybody has in order to know which one to select so there's whatever set of questions that you're given and your team is racing to answer as many as they can but they have to work together to um, get that right and so and I like it because it Every time you start a new group set, it mixes the kids up into different groups. And so they have to work with a variety of people and they're kind of trying to be quick um, thinkers about the different things. And it's just so engaging. Whereas Kahoot, you know, I do like that, but it's first of all, very individual. And it's easy to kind of sit back and not participate. You can't really. um, And it rewards fastest finger. Yeah, it really does. And so. I, you know, I do like that too, but Quizlet is so great to make sure every single person is engaged and it's just like one of my favorite things. And every time you like show those pictures, it's awesome to see how much they collaborate and they're not just like at their table where they're comfortable. They're getting up, moving around and doing these awesome things together. And Mm -hmm. every time you do Quizlet live, you're just so jazzed. Every single time, every single time. And I always want to post videos of like what it looks like when you hit the button, like after everybody signed in and they do new groups and 
everybody's like rushing around and getting so excited about who's in their group and just you know it, it forces kids to talk to kids that they wouldn't normally talk to as well you know and just kind of get out of their comfort zone and work with different people and and you ha- you cannot sit back like you have to participate and so I love that part of it um yeah it's one of my favorite things I do like gym kit too but it's just totally different so yeah and you gotta have like that right feel there like uh the high schools do use Quizlet live a lot and it's amazing I'm not a big Kahoot fan just because it's just that fastest finger mm-hmm. and like that one kid that always has all those answers. And this way, like it rewards the people like talking to each other and like talking about that one problem. Be like, who has that answer? And yeah. that's a genius play on um, Quizlet Live's part. I'm a big fan of GimKit. GimKit's a little different from Kahoot where still individualized or teams but you have all the answers on your screen you kind of work at your own pace as you kind of go through it versus one question at a time on the board and everyone answers that question well and i like the gim kit part because of the strategies like yeah. what are, what are some of those again the thanos mode um, money like you freeze you can ice people and you know gim kit's awesome because he's probably 20 now but this is he created this how he wanted to learn and a 19 year old kid created this 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 website and it's just kind of a shaking up education and still so many people don't know what GimKit is. I'm like, have you used GimKit? And people are like, no, what is GimKit? I was at my PLC the other day and they were just like, I've never heard of GimKit. I'm like, GimKit's amazing. It really is. It really is. And I remember the first time that you're like, you have, you know, we get really fired up about things and then we just keep talking about them. And so you kept saying like, you you need to do that. And I remember the reason I finally did was because my son had been in a class and he was like, why are you not doing this? Mr. Lane does this and it's amazing and there's this and this and you need to be doing this with your eighth graders and so I was shamed into it uh, that week I think I did it like two days later (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome now where'd you miss the mark this week okay so I really wanted to do this DNA origami which I tried two years ago like my first year when I was being observed I did it for an observation and I just remember it being such a nightmare but I thought you know yeah, I nailed no, it. I know. I you roll the dice. That's I what you did. do. You're I like, did. so you know, I did it for my observation, and I remember just being sick to my stomach, going, "Oh my gosh, that was such an epic fail." But you know, uh, Dr. Chinas was very kind to me about that, and I got a lot of good feedback, and I grew from that. So I thought, you know, I have a whole another year under my belt, and I'm going to revisit this. And yet again, it was still just such. Uh, it's just uh, there's a lot of um, areas that. You know, the, the things just kind of did not line up. But the kids were so patient. I love my third period. You know, it's like that first class. It's always your guinea pig class. It's the class that you get all your kinks out with. Um, and so I love their feedback. And I always talk those through things through. And I just say, you know, like, oh, my gosh, this is not going so well. So, like, what do you think I should say for next period? Like, how can I make it better? And, you know, by the end of the day, it was so much better. But it was just so funny. And they just stuck with it. Like, I, I love this group of kids because they could have just said, like, are you kidding me right now? And just, like, put their head down and just been done. But they really didn't, very much like the fold scope whole thing. You know, they just stuck with it. And, um, yeah, so I want these beautiful DNA double helix spiral things. And they're not quite there yet. We ran out of time. But we're coming back to them, so it'll be fine. All right, well, we'll be uh, looking on Twitter for these these completed DNA double helix. Hashtag uh, no pressure. <laughs> We're all on the edge of our seats. Uh, this week, I, I had a pretty pretty great week. We always say, make the weeks better. We love growing, trying new things. And this week, I rolled out um, this summer. We talked about earlier, uh, one of our first episodes when we went to the CSTA conference, about this make code uh, arcade that they're rolling out. It's from Microsoft, and they have all these. They're huge into 
um, what do you say, the physical computing aspect yeah. of things. And like so that they, arcade feel. Yeah, you know? yeah. So like, I mean, like where you're taking your code and you're like actually doing something with things. And so I rolled out the MS uh, MS MakeCode Arcade, and it's still in beta. So there's some glitches there, but the kids just absolutely loved it. We talked about retro gaming. What is an arcade? Uh, back in the day where I could go to the arcade for three hours on five dollars, it was the best thing. That's the only reason I go to the mall as a kid. And we talked about the characters, and it's basically a pixelated thing. But the cool thing is you can take your code and you can put it on the Meow Bits and the Adafruit Pie Gamers, which we're in the process of ordering and getting those. And there's a couple other ones. So basically you can take your code and you're playing on this like little Game Boy. Now, do you know how old the Game Boy is? I don't. You don't. Did you have a Game Boy? I, no, it wasn't cool. I did not have a Game Boy. Like, those were expensive. They, they were, were like really bucks. expensive like, we I was, were very I, I was there, yes. <laughs> I, was, uh, I fell into that category as well. And I was just always so jealous of those kids who had a Game Boy. And it, it always broke my heart. And I, I wish I had a Game Boy right now. But anyways, but anyways, the Game Boy just turned 30. Just turned 30 years old. 30 and years old. 30 years old. And it's so cool to kind of see what you can do now with your code and have it on this like kind of Game Boy thing. Me and you have... we. We both have a meow bit that we got, and I was passing around showing the kids. And Ryan was like, "It's the princess game again." He's like, "Like I need a new game on here," and it's just so cool that now that these kids are going to be taking their games. But these two seventh graders, uh, you design your characters with pixel art, and they pulled off the most amazing. And they're sitting right next to each other. They pulled off the most amazing luigi and mario yeah. in pixel form i was just blown away by like what they were doing with their artwork I yeah because ours it. were pretty bad yeah. when we did ours it was pretty bad yeah i mean i made a spaceship and i was pretty happy there okay but it was pretty bad i'm yeah. just saying yeah yeah <laughs> no one no one is refuting that point <laughs> but these kids just blew me away and it's just like when you give those opportunities kids they just do these awesome things and they're trying different things they're trying to do the backgrounds and they're trying to add these different things so i'm kind of excited for the next week coming up here to see what uh six seventh eighth grade do with the MSMA code and how they're getting excited and my favorite thing was like that you could embed those on google sites so it's like their games up there and i want to put the qr codes on the wall so people can come up and scan them on the ipads they're not as good as like when you have them um, the actual code on the meow bits but they're called kitten bots now actually yeah right? they changed their name but it's so cool, like that. You know, Retro was in. Wreck It Ralph was right. You know, when he was talking about Qbert and Wreck It Ralph is back. Well, I just think those things are so cool because, you know, it makes it makes what you're doing, like being a creator of code, it makes it relevant. So you see, you know, like a lot of the kids, they're making these games and stuff, and it is really fun, and they can people can come sit down on their, you know, at their computers and play them. But then to be able to have something physical where you are, you know, you you walk around. And, you know, their game is mobile, so you can kind of take that and it then walk around with it. And it just has a, just a totally different vibe, and you're interacting with it. I don't know. I just, seeing the kids do that compared to when they're sitting down to a computer, it's a completely different experience, which I like to be able to have both of those for them. And the fact that you can hand it off to somebody mm-hmm. and give that, like, instant feedback was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, one place where I, I missed the mark. Now, Ryan, he's he's a six gri- he's a six-year-old, and he's quite the character sometimes. And he's in first grade. Bless his heart. I love this guy. He's my best buddy in the whole entire world. But we were getting ready one morning, and we had two pieces of bread left, and I walked away. I was trying to do something, and then I burned his toast, 
and he was not happy with me. So it was like, oh, this day's already off to an epic start. Last two pieces of bread, I burnt his toast. He wouldn't touch those. He was so upset with me. But then my morning got better because in this slew of chaos, I was getting his toothbrush ready and I put my toothpaste on his toothbrush and literally he was like a cartoon character come running around there like fire coming out of his mouth like you would you would have thought he was a cartoon character and it, it was you know and then like you have to recover and go teach and you know put all that behind you and you're like all right we're ready to, ready to do this day we're, we're gonna move on from this but yeah burnt toast and Crest toothpaste for a child. Was that the same day, picture day, where you brought Mackenzie with wet hair and I had to straighten her hair with wet hair? That was. And yeah. I actually forgot his glasses. His glasses like, I was and, say. yeah, and all those things. Yeah. I, I'm glad you remember that. Yeah. Like, you were going to straighten Mackenzie's hair for picture day. Um, and I didn't know, you know, dad failed there that you're not supposed to get hair wet when you're straightening and you, you're having quite the time. Yeah, it was turned just, out amazing. She was, she was super happy. She looked very cute. I will say it wasn't just like a little damp. It was like straight up wet. So basically I just, I dried her hair with the hair straightener. Every day then, the hair fairy visits her. I don't even know how her hair gets that crazy, but every day her hair is just a hot mess. And as we pull in, I realize Ryan doesn't have his glasses. A, my wife would have killed me that he went a day at school with those glasses, but let alone there would be proof on picture day that he didn't have his glasses. So I had to rush them to you. I'm like, go to Mrs. Gofield's room. Go, go, go. I'm going to go with the glasses. Minus the parking lot is like crazy on picture day. You know, there's like volunteers coming to get their badges. So I survived. I survived. I mean, you should get a t-shirt for that. I should. I (laughs) (laughs) I survived picture day. Yeah. And that's just a a typical week, you know, and on top of that, you know, like, uh, this week, Sierra already hosted their business partners, and I'd say there was probably maybe 20, 15, 20, yeah. 30. I don't know, my numbers are going up I here. Know, maybe can. 25 people it's there. It's like a big fish story right so, here. So, like, this is the second year that they've done this, and uh, last year we had a bunch of students there. Or is it the third year? I think we did uh, Paula's yeah, last least. year. Yeah, yeah, so, like, we've done, like, the Moxie Girls, kind of showing th- things off, doing, like, Spheros, Robots, Dash and Dots. So, we have, like, all these students. This year was a little less formal, and uh, we just kind of put a slideshow up, and they came into the makerspace, and we had some student projects, and me and you just kind of were like, oh, we just want to kind of talk about the things we're doing and introducing the students to, and it was so cool to, you know, like for us to look back and kind of like share, you know, we're just two teachers on our campus, and there's just so many amazing teachers on our campus doing awesome things that we got to kind of talk about all the things that we're passionate about, the students are doing. I showed off that one project. Uh, this one group made this, like, uh, what do you call it? The flying swings, like, and they had to code it, like, where it was, like, safe, like, yeah, this thing. with the EV3 blocks. And, of course, I hit the button and, you know, the thing. And then we haven't used these for, you know, probably three or four weeks. Yeah. And the thing was just, like, a death trap, like, wrangled up. Thing, pieces started falling off. But, but it seemed very much like what you might see at a carnival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it seemed realistic. But it was just, like, fun. Like, we love talking to we love talking to people in the industry. We yeah. love the business partners. So it was uh, me and you just had a blast. It was really fun. I loved that. And, you know, it was cool because you do get to kind of, like, show what makes Sierra Verde different. You know, like what we what we do at our school that is um, not typical. But you see, like, 
how that's affecting children's learning. So seeing those projects, but then you had some videos, which were really cool, showing like green screen technology and all the things that we really wanted to make our big focus this year and seeing how kids are embracing that and what they're doing with it. And it was, people were blown away 100%. And the merge cubes. Yeah, you uh, you didn't originally pull out the, uh, have the merge cubes out there. And then you had Mackenzie run and get mm-hmm. uh, some iPads and they were kind of blown away like with what uh, you were doing with the merge cube. Mackenzie and Ryan were, were helpers of that. Mm-hmm. They, they want to give up the iPads. I was like, let them try this. And they just want to kind of show like what the merge cubes look like. Yeah, they were so it cool. It was so cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and like we always go back to, we're very, very fortunate to have those kind of partnerships because, you know, community partnerships, PTSO partnerships, those allow us to do so many things that are the things that allow us to extend, you know, just your typical classroom experience. So beyond, you know, whatever is your normal thing, it's those innovative ideas. And those things have been so huge, whether it's just like a green screen technology or something like that. The Merge Cubes were purchased from PTSO and, you know, we're incredibly grateful for those mini grants that we uh, really tapped into, you know, the last year or two. And we love those. and. You, you found out some sad news about the mini grants. You want to expand on that? Well, you know, I, I, we're, I'm, I'm super grateful to PTSO. They've been huge supporters, and I know it's difficult to know how best to support, you know, the school and teachers, but I, I guess um, they decided to, uh, you know, not do the mini grants anymore, which is tough for and The us. mini grants are, they're amazing because, like, they're, they're quick. They give you, like, you know, $500 cash to do like your innovative project. And I can't like, I remember I got that first EV3, not even, not the EV, no, the first NXT robot, you know, way back in my first third grade class with Sophie's group, which are eighth graders now, you know, that was a $500 mini grant. I'm like, this is, this is uh, six years ago that I was like, I want to bring robots in the classroom within like the direct instruction. And now you see this six years later where there's just robots everywhere in every mm-hmm. class and, you, and you, all of these campuses, like there's drones. And, you know, just because of that one little mini grant like that was able to spark like A, B, and C. Well, and I, what I loved about the mini grants is that they were, they were there for K all the way through eighth grade teachers and you know like Tebow the reading specialist and and the special ed department would utilize those and so it was really something that every single um, person on our campus could uh, access and benefit from so it really helped all of our students so that part's hard and I guess we are going to be kind of more focused on teachers wish lists Amazon wish lists which are awesome and donors, the donors choose, projects, choose projects which take a lot of work which take a lot of work so you and know you could be banned from them as well yes. if you don't uh, send thank you letters yeah I mean I'm sure that's not based on a true story or anything but um, <laughs> so <coughs> so you know it's kind of hard just because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for teachers when you want to bring something that's innovative to your campus. So, you know, you, you search for grants and you search for these opportunities to bring things. So it, last year, and I think you applied for it this year, APS was awesome and they did those Supply My Classroom, is that what it was yeah. called? Um, and I know they're doing it again this year, which was really incredible. So what I loved about that is literally you put your name and what you teach and where you teach into kind of like this lottery and they just randomly picked you and you 
you didn't even have to say what you were going to do with it. And like for you and I, we have like a wish list a mile long of things like, oh, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. And so um, mine got selected last year, my name, and I got the drones. I got five drones from that. And you're on the APS commercial. And I was which in the APS awesome. commercial, yeah. And so that was really cool. And then, but what we I. We also found out people were, were leaving comments on the YouTube video saying drones, seriously? I know, so they were a little bit better. <laughs> but here's the thing, you know, like it, it's something, I mean, think about all the different kids that benefited from the drones this last year because you and I both use those in our STEM classes. And then we also use, you know, with the Moxie girls and just the culture of our school you know the drone conversation and the international drone day and and those were such a benefit and and you know that's just the tip of the iceberg because every year we're going to be doing more and more of that so I'm pretty super I mean I'm pumped about that but then APS is also offering a grant now um, combined with the Suns and so again not too super taxing uh, we have to write up kind of like a mini proposal and, and a budget. But I, I feel really grateful to grants like that. And um, there was, a, oh, the wishes for teachers, where it's pretty brief. Like, hey, what's your vision in a small amount of, you know, 200 characters or something? Um, you know, put it in a nutshell and, you know, what's your vision and, and what would that cost and what how would that benefit your school? And for us as teachers, when your time is so limited to be able to partner with people that say we believe in you we'd like to see where you're going with this and that's valid but it's not going to require us to jump through a ton of hoops when you really don't have the ability time-wise to to sit down and do that all the time uh we're you know i think both of us are super super grateful for that yeah and you, you know you get this money and then like you know you do get a grant then you have to go through you know approved vendors within the district or sometimes you know there's only one place where these things sell and you have to get the w9 and then this has to be approved at the district purchasing office and you know there's a lot of hoops that you go through um which you know like if you don't have that time like you know even for us we're two people and like we always talk about how fortunate we are that we get to do these things together you're like oh i'll get that w9 bring this to kim do this and you know like for those people that don't have that it's it's a little bit overwhelming and some so people much. just like you know, wash their hands of it. They're like, it's just too much work to go through all that stuff and get quotes and get approvals and go back and forth there. You know, and Kim is, you know, she's our accountant clerk and she's so amazing about getting everything lined up, get, she knows what day the checks are going out with the district. And she's truly amazing with everything that she helps us with get in our classroom because she knows like once we get those funds she wants those to be in our classroom as soon as possible and you know we have some hoops that we have to go through and we go back and forth she's like oh, i need this this and this and uh we love everything that kim does for us and big shout out to mrs tanner truly amazing i had a maker bot just arrived this week Aww. and you know that was like something like you know we got funds in the spring last year and you know this is almost six months later to kind of go through those quotes and you know that's on me too like you know being like i just don't have time to sit down and get that ton of cool filament i'm so excited i was showing oh you some gosh, of the colors the i got the translucent colors i got the glow in the dark i'm just so excited about having all this filament and so i feel like i'm starting to get to that, that print farm but it, it takes a lot of work to get to that point 
and we don't want to come off like you know we're attacking PTSO because we love PTSO. There's not a bigger supporter. Every time on Twitter, we're like, they did this, they did this. It's just sad because when teachers have that spur of the moment idea and they want to get this grant in on a Tuesday, they'll get that in and they'll go to the meeting and they've been so great about giving giving teachers what they want in that moment when they just come and explain. And we've had multiple grants go in there and you just multiple. go in there, talk and you're like, and you'll stand up for other teachers and you're like, oh, they're not here, but this is what this teacher wants and this is how it's gonna benefit them. Well, the hard thing for me is too, you know, realistically, you know, I teach eighth grade. And so the hard thing is, is that a lot of parents are not as much kind of like, doing donations because you know in all honesty i mean i have a sophomore in in high school and you know and i have a seventh grader and you've been doing it for so long and so i i honestly get it like i totally get that but it's hard because the last thing that they're thinking is you know what things can i donate at this point because they've already done that they've done their time and rightly so so that kind of puts me in a, a position where i have to kind of find other outlets to do that because I, I hate to ask for the parents. You know, I am super, super grateful to, again, Myra Romano is huge. And, but in general- Clear the list, it, hashtag yeah, clear the list. It's just really difficult because they've already been doing that. You know, you get these kinder parents and the younger ones. And so that is awesome because it's brand new to them. So that, you know, so we've been trying to really branch out and find just today, how many grants did we put in? That's it. Both of us, we both completed the Fiesta Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl is awesome. They give $5,000 to teachers you know, but it's not based off of like what you write. It's more of a, uh, a luck of the draw kind of thing. And we encourage, like, we don't, you know, we're so happy when people do these things. We try to get as many people to be like, take your shot. Like what's Michael Scott's favorite quote? Yeah. You miss a hundred percent of the, the shots you don't take. Yeah. And you're thinking about hanging that up <laughs> in the back of your classroom, Michael yeah. Scott. And so like we're, we, we want as many people because we want people to, to get that funded for their classroom. We're like, fill this in, take it out. Uh, teachers have even filled that out. It takes probably 20 minutes tops to fill out the Fiesta yeah. Bowl. Uh, teachers wishes as well. Uh, today, and we also filled out the uh, APS, APS Phoenix yeah. Suns grant, which is $2,500. Mrs. Mayfield, she's a recipient of that on our campus and she's got the Dash and Dots robots for that. So it's like, you know, these things take time. And like now it's like the state of education in Arizona, it's like grants that they're so competitive now. Like me and you, uh, we've, you know, the, you know, my favorite baseball quote is, you know, you can fail seven out of 10 times and you'll be a hall of famer. And you know, our, our grant success rate is, is lower than 30%, you know, it's probably in the, the single percentile. We and, swing for the bleach yeah, or for yeah. the, for the, <laughs> the stands every single time. You know, and so it's, it's hard. Like, you know, we're funding, like, you know, our schools, districts, they don't know where funding's coming from. Like these grants, you know, they're har becoming harder and harder to get. And, you know, we strike out a lot and, you know, we get down ourselves for a day, but then when we get the grants, like we think of that CenturyLink grant that you found just going to a Suns game, like yeah. you went to a Suns game, found it sitting on a seat yeah. and that was a national grant. And then you think about the, the impact with iPads and AR and, you know, what you set out to do. And like this week, we're going to talk about what you do in Minecraft, you know, just, just that grant of how impactful that is. And this, uh, two years later, two years later of those being in your classroom. Those but, have completely changed everything in my classroom. Just that one grant. But it's so competitive and at the end of the month as well, you know, you kind of get in this like, you know, everyone's back to school and then you kind of see this flurry of grants that are there at the beginning of school. But teachers are so overwhelmed to even complete these grants and, 
you know, we're like, all right, let's get APS done today. You're not, you haven't hit the submit button yet. No, we I also didn't. have the Diamondbacks. They give out $5,000 grants, but they give out 20 of those for, you know, the entire state of Arizona. So you think of how tough that is. You know, this is our third year going forward. And you know what? We, we don't give up, you know, like we, we see an opportunity, you know. Uh, it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of a, and uh, what's, the ha- what's the Adam Sandler movie? Which you one? know, where the cat goes missing, and he's like, You don't give up, you go <laughs> find that cat. Is that you Happy know, Gilmore or uh, Billy Madison? Gilmore, I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. One of them, oh, Billy Madison, yeah. You know, so it's just like, you know, it's like, you know, that's our mentality, and, you know, we want to do whatever we can to provide these opportunities and just showing the kids two meow bits. We're like, We have more of these coming. You know, we just put this order in with Adafruit, and we're so excited because they're going to have their games in their hands. Oh my gosh, and, I cannot you wait. You know, and we're always trying to trying to be the first to do these things. Well, just because we see the impact, you know, we see the impact. And, and the thing is, I love these companies that are doing these grants and that they are, you know, trying to streamline that process. That's huge. But just that they are willing to invest in some things that are like kind of innovative. You know, the, there's things that kind of take a leap of faith. And the one that you just put in is a pretty awesome one for the coding one. You know, the one I'm trying to put in is for Rubik's Cube. Like these are things that we're seeing kids benefit from. We're seeing what the potential is. And we're asking people to say like, you know, we're going to trust you that this is going to make an impact. And, and it's not typical, but it's necessary. It's allowing us to be able to teach things that they need to know for their future, which is something that we're both so passionate about. But then it's also hard to where we've oftentimes been like, do we play it safe? Do we take a shot? Like you you really never know, like, what are they looking for? Are they just going to be happy, like funding iPads and Chromebooks? Or do they want to kind of see that innovative idea? And, you know, we go back and forth and I think we've come to the happy medium that we just uh, take a shot like every single time, you know. Well, we had our first appearance of Brady that you could clearly hear on the podcast. It's just, you know, it's hard, you know. We don't want to sound like we're curmudgeons because we work very hard for the things that we have. And, you know, I feel like we're very fortunate. But it truly takes a team supporting all these measures and these ideas and, you know, getting those things in the classroom. And again, you know, when people come to my classroom, they're like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing, you know. And this is not like school funded things. These are things that, you know, that we were hoarders for, that we were collecting. We're like, oh, someone's getting rid of Legos? Grab them, you know. My son's getting rid of toys? Bring them to the makerspace. Uh, Everything we do is like grants or, you know, donations or finding things and, you know, just... You know, we're just being creative. Right. Like your green screen on the wall. Like yeah. that, you know, we, you've got green paint. And we that was out of pocket. Up. That one hurt. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know. I, I, we I were... wasn't happy when you told me I needed the primer. You're like, you need the primer. Yeah, And sorry. that was like $30 a gallon. Really it, awesome. did. it did. It did. It did turn out. But you know, like even so then you realize, okay, so you have to, you have to hustle. You have to like find all these things. Then you have to, so you have to find the funds and then you have to find vendors that you can work with. And, and, you know, we're kind of handcuffed by laws on certain things. So no Amazon, no certain things. And so you try and find those, the vendors that you can go with. And then on top of that, then you're trying to find the ways that you can get the quotes in your spare time. And then, you know, Kim's been amazing with getting those things pushed through but then even that like the heat press like we've wanted the heat press for like what two years 
at least. And so we're trying. We finally get one in stock in the budget. We'll talk a little about the uh, the roller coaster ride you've been on with these people. Yeah, I mean it's been insane because we tried to get the heat press at the end of last year, and we found one, and we want like this this one that's like the Cadillac of heat presses. So it's multifunctional, and we want to be able to do all these different things with it. And so we find one, and I go to get a quote for it and it's out of stock so then that's fine so we kind of put a pin in that first thing when we get back we're back to it and you know back and forth back and forth about this and finally I get the the quote for it and purchasing at the district level needs um, they need an invoice and unfortunately the company doesn't do things that way and so you know we could have just so many times we could have just said this is just not not in the stars for us but we didn't you know we kept saying like what if but then what we needed is you know what we have from kim who took it on herself and called the company and talked to this guy and tell them what they said to you in your last email Remember, they're like, we can't do this until we have the check. Yeah, so they need the check. So we need to make the purchase, and then they can do the invoice. Well, we needed it to be the, you know, backwards. We needed it to be the opposite way, and it was pretty much like, so that's the answer. It's a done deal. So I was feeling pretty discouraged, and I said something, you know, kind of to that fact, like, is this dead in the water? You did. You yeah. did. You were like waving was, the white flag for a little bit. I was so disappointed, and then. But, but Kim Tanner. Kim did. Tanner came she, through. Kim Tanner for the win. So. She she was like, no, I think there, there's a way. So she took it upon herself. She called the company. She talked to a guy. They worked out some way to make this work, which was amazing. And not only that, but district at the district level, their purchasing people were working with, hand in hand with Kim as well, trying to make this go through. So people saying like, this is not typical. Nobody's really asking for these. So there's no protocol for this, but let's work all together. You know, what our vision is, what Kim's visions, you know, what her needs are and what the district needs and they all work together with this company to make this a green lighted item and it's just like we're so excited like but it we're so grateful because it took our whole tribe to come together to make this work but oh my gosh there's so many times we could have walked away so many times and and nobody works harder on your preps than you when it oh comes to gosh. these things like Seriously. you'll come with like a list list you're like this this isn't this and so many of your preps have been dedicated to this and you think of other teachers that just don't have that you know that drive or that time just time you know like we always talk about the most important thing for teachers is their time we totally. talk about the plc model and you know you get kind of uh backtracked and like one you know one little thing you know like even this thing it's like you know this has been like five different attempts and you're like okay it's just not gonna happen like we're gonna walk away from this and you know lo and behold something happened there yeah. And again, you know, I just feel like this is something that, you know, like our podcast is talking about teachers' lives, the things we go through. And, you know, it's not like a true reality show behind the scenes. But, you know, we, we want to be transparent and open and, and talk about how hard like we work to get these things and the things that we have to overcome. And we hope that when you listen to these things, you're not discouraged. And we love, we absolutely love everything the district does. And they, they've been amazing working for everything every piece of technology that we've gotten as well as you know everything tony our principal and kim has done for us it's been truly amazing um i I just can't say enough of like how fortunate we are but it does take a lot of work it takes a whole team i mean it does take a whole team because and it, it takes people not giving up on a dream you know our all of our podcast equipment all of like 
there's so many things drones and and the heat press and um the merge robots. cubes and the robots and and you know your kiva planks like you know there's just so many things where you know a lot of back and forth with a those a lot too. of back and forth they're wood and, planks yeah. you wouldn't think there'd be so much back and forth for some wood planks it's true you know it's true and like when you look at that and you see it was worth it you know like it was worth the time that it took for every single grant, every single thing that we've gone for, because you see what the kids do with that. And it really does make it, you know, it's one of those things that you're like, okay, I see the fruits of the labor, but you are really grateful that you have people that are backing your vision because it is so hard and exhausting to, to be hustling for all these things. And, you know, there's like been a big thing on Twitter about like, why are teachers putting these why are teachers having to do these clear the list like it's heartbreaking that there's teachers that are just asking for like pens and like you know basic supplies and it's pretty hard it's humbling because if they don't advocate for themselves if they don't advocate for what they know that their students need in the classroom then it's not going to be funded and that's it's pretty frustrating and the clear the list program it was started by a former teacher who went back to corporate America and understands, like, you know, what it's like to be inside the trenches there and doing all these things. And it's easy. It's a click of a button. So these teachers are popping something on their uh, clear my list on their Amazon teacher account. And these people from all the world are just sending them to their classroom. Then, like, with a click of a button, like, no, you don't have to write, you know, donors choose is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But then that takes time as well. It's like you got to do 30 individual letters. Like, you can't you send pictures it. of kids and promote, you know. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But, you know, we want to switch gears and, and talk about, you know, something so awesome. So on one of my mornings, I was getting out of my car with my crew. You know, we always jump out of the back of the STEM mobile. Um, and my kids jump out the back and... Carla, Mrs. O, our amazing uh, librarian. Love her. Uh, media specialist. She pops extraordinaire. out. Extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. She pops out and she says, I've been listening to Nailed It Wall. I haven't listened to all of them, but I absolutely love it. And I was just so excited because, like, she had such a, uh, a zest in her step. And she was like, you know, when we started this out, we were just going to be so excited if, you know, our parents were listening to these podcasts. And we're going to do it no matter what because we just love talking about our week. And we can always look back, even like I go back and read the recaps, and I absolutely love it. And I get excited about the things that we've already done. And she was just so excited. She was so geeked up. And you had to, like, run to the bathroom one morning, and she just wanted to keep telling you about Oh, my uh, gosh. Things. She was super, super excited. And not only was she just saying, like, what you were just saying, you know, I love the podcast. But then it was, like, details about the things that she liked. And it was, you can tell that she really was, number one, invested a fan of it and cared enough to like give specific feedback of uh, the things that she was getting from it questions that she had like what is cs and um I, there was another term that we used flip grid flip or grid. yeah there were things that she was asking about and she said you know i i'm going back and i'm going in order because i feel like you know i there's things that you guys build on and but it was just so cool because our whole thing was we knew we wanted to talk about like things from our perspective and 
but our vision was always that it would be a community thing. Like we wanted it to be the community that of our our people, you know, our school and our district, and and it very much has become that with Sheer and you know, and I'll let you talk about your prince, your former principal. But like, it's now becoming part of like a voice for the te- the people that we're working with, and kind of like a way to showcase what we see in our lives. And and she's part of that. Like she's part of the fabric of our podcast now. And so it just, I mean, it made. So it did pop us up. Us. We got so excited, and you know, she's like, "I just loved all of our feedback." Mm. And we, you know, we're we're pretty critical in ourselves, and we're like, "Oh, we said like and um a lot in the beginning," and we're like, you know, really focusing on that. She's like, oh, "I didn't notice that." No, and, I didn't notice it at but all. But then it made us like really be like, "All right, you know, when we talk about these things, you know, we need to do a better job describing exactly what they are, mm-hmm. you know, so these people can kind of roll these things out in their classroom as well." Yeah. Well, and, you know, even though, because I told him not to expect it, but we do get a lot of feedback lately. Like, people will come up to us and and talk to us about the podcast, whether it's fellow teachers, um, different things. I know Dr. Finch was in your class this week. And so I told him a pencil him in. He's like, send me an email. We'll get him on the podcast. And, you know, we put our plug in with the business partners. But we do have another student, Ramon, who's been one of our biggest fans. And we'll give specific feedback again about, like, his favorite episodes and where he is with each one. And and he's been keeping up and he'll touch base. And so that really means the world to us. It means the world to us that kids are taking ownership and the things that we're talking about it has value in their lives and we greatly appreciate our faithful listeners like that <laughs> totally and then one of my highlights of the moment Ramon busted out his iPad yeah. he showed me how he subscribed he showed me like what episodes he's gotten to in certain parts and uh, just Ramon's an awesome kid and it's just like so cool that you know students are listening to mm-hmm. you know the behind the scenes of like you know student stories teacher stories um, as they kind of share and like, you know, I just had so much fun last week with Cher is just, you know, the whole week it's, you know, we just love the people that we get to interact with and see at conferences mm-hmm. and, and share things and bump into at borrows. Uh, Myers, we could get, we got our man Dennis Myers on here. I That'd just be saw hilarious. him at the Ridge oh, game you? last night <laughs> again. Yeah. He's uh, like Waldo. Like literally <laughs> that guy's in every picture. I love it. Like, that guy, like, I don't I think he sleeps. I, I, I don't think he does either. I, I literally had like a 30 minute PLC as I was waiting for, uh, waiting for my pizza at bar. I was talking about all these different things and he's like, I gotta get in your PLC. It's like, we gotta make time to get over there. And you know, just like these people and like, you know, so many people, like even we went to the cafeteria, Schubert was like so upset. She's like, she's like, she was on campus. She didn't even come and see me. She's like, I didn't know she was going to be here, but we just love those people. We love sharing those stories. And it's just so much fun. Like I love having guests on, but you know, you know, I love talking to you as well. You're 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 a solid Thanks. replacement. Thanks. Uh, but you know, we we just have so much fun sharing those stories, and you know, just sitting down with Sheer and, yeah, and Sophie so and cool. Lori, and just you know, like, and we we want to share those stories and like how we're all connected, and mm-hmm. it kind of comes back to there. Well, so. and then that's a perfect segue because we're going to SciTech this week, the kickoff, and that's again a place that we tend to like run into our people. You know, we have usually see. Hillary Mitchell, I don't know what capacity she'll be in since she's not doing First Lego League anymore, but Jessica Hickey from Create Space and, you know, Brian Hoffner, you know, all these people that we typically see at these things. And it's kind of like that gathering of, of, of mutual interests and that passion. And it's kind of a fun reunion. And a lot of those people we would love to have on the pod as oh, well. Totally. Yeah, we agree That's on that. Thing. Like, you know, like we want, you know, Dr. Finch is going to be on. We want to get the superintendent of Maricopa. You know, we you know we just love talking to people mm-hmm. and having their voice out there, and uh, we just have a blast that 
you know, people are enjoying it and, you know, we, we love doing it. We get excited every week for like, you know, the podcast, how it listens. You like to listen to it, you know, first thing first on thing. Tuesday morning when it comes out. I like to kind of space it out because I, I get depressed. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I was like, like when I listened to share one, I think it was done by like Thursday. I had to like listen to like three different dog walks. And at the end, I was like, man, I was like, I could, I could have listened to that for like another like half an hour. Just listen to her stories, listen to us laugh together. And it's fun to kind of see like how we've grown, you know, and all these different things that we do. Well, you know, the other cool thing about the sheer thing is like, I think what we both really love about those connections with other teachers is, so we met her through our Google class, which was awesome. And then, you know, we've stayed in touch, you know, loosely through Twitter and us basically stalking her that way and then having her on the pod. But then even just this week, another teacher, Jody Chesbro, sent me a um, a writing opportunity for kids to write a site by um, writings like some kind of a thing to submit for a contest and so I you know brought it to my students I immediately thought of one student and she's going to actually take it on but then it occurred to me like oh I should send that to Sheer too and sure enough she has already got somebody in mind and so she's going to roll it out for her so just the connection like what what that means for us as teachers and like being able to so it's helpful for us right so we benefit as teachers but then we bet our students benefit because like you just spread all these ideas and Sharon is Karen yes well then like when me and you were um I told you I was doing a PLC I'm like I'm gonna make everyone do the Fiesta Bowl which is for teachers and then I sent that this year you know I sent that off CC'd you on it and then Sheer came back and we're like, we're going to hold you to this and you're going to do this. And just imagine what you could get for and books or technology. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't overthink it. You know, telling that to a, a right in ELA teacher is not the best advice. I was like, just kind of go with it. But then she comes back to us and sends on Google Classroom. Now you can do popsicle sticks or like the, and what was that feature called? Random name drawer. Random name drawer. Like that, yeah. And so she's like, I've been using this. And, you know, this is something we didn't even yeah. know. And like, you're like, oh, I could start using this. Yeah. And now I'm like, you know, I call on, you know, like, I, I want to use that. And so yeah. it's like, just you share that. Something else comes back. And, you know, you don't have no clue how many people were going to take that new little feature too and kind of teach them how to use that. I know. We just, we love our people. You know, we love our people. We do. Well, we have an amazing week starting up here. So we're going to be off campus on Tuesday at AZ SciTech, but your baby's starting up here. So on Monday, it's going to be your first Moxie Girls meeting. How many girls do you have signed up right now? So right now I officially have 15. Um, I haven't heard back. Well, you know, signups are a little bit dicey when kids are taking that on themselves. And so um, I think... There's about five that I haven't heard back from from previous the previous year, uh, but I also don't know. Like typically, when we've done Moxie, we usually have I don't know anywhere from two to five kids that show up late. You know, that still want to do it. So I mean, what it's looking like is anywhere from 15 to 20 kids. Definitely 15, which is 15 amazing kids. Really amazing kids. Uh, you know, and you just feel like you hit the lottery because they all just have. Uh, a similar heart for just um, authenticity and like the excitement of just being able to geek out with technology and they don't necessarily have the background or the you know they're not all like these strong leaders but almost every one of them that's like an area that they want to grow in and and I just am super excited like just the transformations that we've seen with girls when you put them together and you give them these opportunities what we've seen has just been mind-blowing so I feel super super lucky can you go back, you know, go and taking a page out of Carla's playbook? Can 
you explain what Moxie Girls are and what they represent? Oh my gosh. Just I for mean, our first gonna, time listeners. Yeah, we're going to have to do a whole thing on that. But, you know, Moxie Girls is a club that we started, what, four years ago? Um, to this get, is year five already? I'm really hazy on So that. Ella was in seventh grade her first year. So mm-hmm. seven, eight, Ella. Last year was... So I think this is our fourth year. Fourth year. Okay, right? so year four is starting four. out. Yeah, so... Um, but we did kind of loosely start it the end of the year prior to that. So definitely, you know, to get middle school girls... Originally, we focused... Um, our focus was computer science. But showing computer science is a broader topic than just sitting down to code. Very much like computational thinking and um, kind of problem solving and the collaboration soft skills. soft skills. And then I think when we... Togetherness. Yeah, that the sisterhood kind of um, interact teamwork type of thing. But then, and I think it kind of ended up kind of creating itself. I think Moxie basically evolved into what it needed to be on its own, which we realize is very much like a, a steam kind of concept, very much interlaced with computer science. And so, because we did a lot of like engineering things and, um, you know, it just, it kind of is more of that, you know, the drone things, but very much computer science as well. And, you know, we've had great experiences. We dabbled a little bit one year, just limiting to seventh, eighth. We went back to the sixth, seventh, eighth. And just the amount of mentorship with the older girls for the younger girls has been huge and then mentors um in the stem fields uh of from like i don't know last year we had a primatologist which i didn't even know that was a thing who works with chimpanzees and all kinds i mean worked with bubbles from you know michael jackson's ranch and just super cool and then one um, mrs grabham's sister in new york walking around the streets of new york talking about her job and using technology we went on a field trip to mcdot so maricopa county um, um, like the equivalent of dot, but for Maricopa County, which was a phenomenal experience for the girls. And we'll talk um, about what you have planned for this year. Where are you guys planning? So you're still working out the kinks here. Yeah. So Microsoft, one of the parents, you know, that's the thing. Like, that's why I say I feel like Moxie is going to let us know what it's supposed to be because we don't necessarily plan everything out. It kind of like things unfold and opportunities come to us. And so, you know, that's very much how, you know, International Drone Day came about for us. Someone brought that to us, you know, Mrs. Grabham. And so this year we're going to go to Microsoft's headquarters and like, what is it? Did they say? Tempe. Yeah, Tempe. Yeah. Talk about an amazing opportunity for girls, though. And like, they're going to like get like all like the senior headquarter yeah. like corporate like leaders like team leaders like that are females yeah and then what was it choice hotel last year and then partnered with um I'm trying, women who code i think is who it was they were doing a conference and that was like one of the most amazing experiences ever and that just fell into our lap space on a parent you know kind of taking active an active role and one i would really like to do and i want you know i know that this is something that we've been wanting to go up and do together but i'd love for the girls to see west mech and just kind of like put that on their their horizons there's a lot of campuses but the one up by tolison is phenomenal and it's all coding um 
um, and you know, just all kinds of stuff like that. But that one is amazing, amazing. And I would love to put that on the radar. But you know, like I don't even know. Like you and I, when we go into a school year, we have no idea what we're gonna do because we're kind of like, well, let's see what comes to us. And this is Mox is very much like that. We have loose plans, but I want the girls to have ownership. We're gonna try some challenges and you know, just kind of see where the year takes us. Well, that's why, like today, you're like, you're like, it's gonna, it's gonna be a great year. And I'm like, it's already is a great year. I'm like, we have the podcast up. We've been doing these things. We're so excited. We're trying out new things. And, and, you know, you're going back and forth. You're like, do I do the LA build? Is that too much? You know? And like, I'm like, you'll figure it out. You know, you still have time to kind of like work those kinks out. And, you know, the greatest thing about Moxie Girls is, you know, Google's done tons of research about, you know, the number one most impactful thing for these these young girls like pursuing a STEM or computer science careers, like seeing females like in those roles and those positions. And what you do with the mentors is like truly amazing to, to inspire these girls. And some of my favorite stories is when we had a pilot, you know, like when, when those oh, girls yeah. walked in that day, I don't think a single girl ever thought about, you know, sitting in the cockpit, flying a plane and flying around the world. She was so cool. And, she is and so cool. when they walked out, like every single girl was like, I don't know what kind of pilot I want to be. I don't know what kind of plane I want to fly. And it was so cool to kind of like hear those conversations, you know, just from the having that time to sit there with a pilot yeah well you know the craziest thing about that though is not only does <laughs> do, like so you have the the professional female mentors and they're so hugely impactful and that's like what all the data is showing but the coolest thing is on all those applications that i got i would say half of the moxie girl applications when i said something like why do you want to be a moxie girl so many of them said, I've been wanting to do this when I saw this club start or, you know, when I saw girls from it three years ago. And like almost every single girl was talking about like the girls that they saw go through it. And you think about the power of that role model situation and and that they are mentors now. And, you know, what ideally what I'd like to have happen is have like a mentor, a Moxie Mentor Monday once a month where you invite, you know, former Moxies to come and ones that have time because, you know, the beautiful thing about Moxie girls is they tended to be pretty, you know, um, well-versed in a lot of things. They're active in sports and different things, you know, um, what you know piano or different things and i love that about them and so they're busy but you know there's at least a couple you know each month that could did, could do that and just their impact because they're the reason that these young girls want to do this and they don't necessarily when they get to high school they don't always have the outlets that they had back in the club with us and so i think it would be so beneficial i know that when ella and sid and Monsi and i mean i had a slew of girls come last year to help for a first lego league and they just lit up because it was like they remembered doing all these things and they got excited and they loved it and they were good at it and so they could really share their experiences and have that benefit those new girls which was cool just beautiful and uh, i mean you already kind of do this like when they kind of come back and like work with them and kind of help out you know them but like even like you know with the current moxie girls like you know how students look up to them mm-hmm. and are paying attention to the things that they're doing and then they get excited about this uh, i'm excited about this microsoft trip i can't I wait too. to hear about it i think that's going to be something that stays with them for the rest of their lives totally. and you know who knows what what it could inspire from that well that's the beauty is you don't know what it's going to be for each each individual girl you don't know what that connection is going to be so the year that we had the cat and jack um 
clothing designer person you don't know who that's going to inspire and you don't know if it's the pilot or when we had Thess and Monaco bring the Z space and you t introduce them to the world of virtual reality what that's going to open up or drones you know there's so many different avenues that that females are underrepresented in and you don't know what things you might spark but you're hoping that it just broadens their horizons about the possibilities and like you said the possibilities and the opportunity to work together and you know you do such a great job of you know building that culture getting them excited now you made a, a big shift in the culture of moxie this year you want to touch on your decision while you're stepping away from FLL and FLL stands for first Lego league. Oh, I know, I know it's pulling at your heartstrings it a little is bit. It's killing me because I absolutely love and believe in, you know, I, I love that program. I believe in everything that they're about. And I loved bringing teams that were all girls to, you know, Lego robotics because there's just not a lot. However, just even since we started doing, um, bringing those teams of girls, we saw, you know, an increase in that, which is nice. And, but like the Moxies are very much a big part of that, you know, inspiring those other girls. And Hillary Mitchell was great. Like oh, we're always supporting those girls and sharing her. their story yeah. and, and really promoting like what Moxie was and what yeah. it represented. It just, it's hard because again, you know, when you're just one person and you're trying to do all like you need to have at least i mean if i have 20 girls this year i would have to have probably what at least two teams you know realistically it could be three depending on how much you want each girl involved and so that's three different projects you have to do three different robots running codes and you're monitoring all those different aspects of the project and it's a big undertaking you know people aren't doing that many teams typically on their own and not only that but last year I had almost an entire fresh clean slate of moxies so they had no prior experience so to run two different groups with two different projects and stuff I mean they did phenomenally well I was incredibly proud of them but it's a lot it's expensive you and know, it's expensive. It's and expensive. It, it truly does take two people to run a team. And the season's long. And the like, season is the long. The season starts like the second you get back to school and it could run into mid January. Mm -hmm. It's a long season and you know, it's you know, it takes a lot of them. And last year, like when you did your reflections with them and you talked about like their highlights, you know, a lot of them just pointed to F L L but then you're like you kinda like step back and you're like well, it's because that's what we did. You yeah, know? that's what you they know, knew. Like, you know, 50, 60% of the club was, you know, first Lego league. And it's, it's truly amazing, but it takes it takes a village. You talk about, like, you know, what we talked about, people working together and uh, pull that off. It takes a lot to, uh, to, to go through the ups and downs of a FLL season. Well, and a lot of people are, are meeting uh, somewhat more frequently than what we are able to do. And, you know, what we want to do for the girls is... Oh, keep going. No, no we're not going to stop it, dude. We're, we're finished up live here. Okay. Right, finish your All right. thought. So, sorry. I, I just flashed a, a two minutes here. Yeah, we, we're I don't trying, know what that stands to, we, for. <laughs> we try to keep every podcast uh, 60 minutes and under. Okay. And, all right. Well, I, we could say we'll end it on that. We know Moxie's going to have an amazing year. We're, we look forward to kind of hearing all these like awesome stories as you come back and share this. I love what you tweeted the other day about what one of the Moxie girls oh, had the yeah. application about. Love she wants that. to change the world. I got goosebumps reading that. That was amazing. 
but it's safe to say this might be our first podcast we've ever recorded in the midst of a, a, a haboob, yes, aka a natural disaster here. That's true. Again, Ryan was perfect again on his second appearance of the podcast. You do not hear a peep from him. Brady, not so much. Yeah. But, you know. He's kind of a diva. He, he, was, he was in and out here, but... I'm excited. We we got a big week ahead of us. We, we really got SciTech. We can't wait to come back and talk about uh, all the cool things mm-hmm. and people we saw. Cool, uh, the new people we met. Like we get excited now. Like we're all gonna be like, who would be a great guest on the on the the nailed it wall? That's true. I know there's so many possibilities, and we're just waiting again. We wait to see how things unfold. Exactly. If we see a SciTech, be prepared. You might be the next guest on the nailed it wall. All right, we're going to end it right there, people. Have an amazing week and keep changing the world. If you're like us and you can't get enough of the nail that wall, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And me at a positive proton.